0: Well, this weekend is the annual Great Backyard Bird Count and it takes place right across the country. It started on February 14th. It runs through the 17th and volunteers, well, they're very busy counting birds. And joining me on the line to talk more about this is Nature Conservancy of Canada spokesperson Andrew Holland. Andrew, thanks so much for being with us. Hi, good morning, Jill. Uh, What is the importance of, of having this bird count every year?
1: Well, it's the 23rd annual and it seems to be growing every year uh, globally uh, in terms of participation. And it's really important for conservation groups uh, because in, in this Canadians that we have a sense as to how healthy are the bird populations in our country? What are the trends? Because birds, I guess, are an in indicator of the health of our, some of our natural areas. And if there's fewer birds around, that's not as encouraging of a sign.
0: And so uh, walk us through, if you can, how does it work? Volunteers sign up, and then how does it actually work during the weekend?
1: Sure. Well, it, it's actually underway right now. In fact, around the world this weekend, there's been over 13 million birds counted, and you can track that on a website. Uh, so it's kind of cool. It's just ebird.org. Uh, the whole effort is led here in, in Canada by Birds Canada. They do a great job um, they, they partner with the Cornell Lab of Ornithology and the Audubon Society to carry this out in communities across the country. And our organization, the Nature Conservancy of Canada, we just have uh, employees that are helping out in, in different areas and are doing this on their own. And, and so basically, people can count birds uh, for 15-minute periods in their backyards and their communities. And there's a, a checklist that people, saw. when you sign up online, you get a checklist of the of what birds you may be able to see and then you report that back online and it automatically updates this uh, global website.
0: And do you need any background in watching birds or in in birds in that are you uh, is it uh, for a volunteer you'd have to know are you concerned at all that somebody might identify a bird as one type of bird but it's really not it's something else completely?
1: You can have that, but the intent is to make this user-friendly and, and, you know, open to people from all levels of experience and ability, whether you're a a newcomer, if you will, or or up to being a bird nerd and and sort of a a bird watcher and and a seasoned birder, as I call them, I guess. So, uh, you know, generally there's different activities in, in various parts of the country usually in in what we would call important bird areas where you're used to seeing a lot of birds. So that way you can, you know, it's good to see trends, like how many birds are here last year versus a a year ago and this type of thing. Uh, You know, in BC, for example, last year, it was the second the largest province in the country for participants, there were over three thousand people who participated and submitted checklists. Ontario had over sixty-eight hundred people uh, participate last year, and globally, Canada was the third-largest country in terms of the most people who were who participated in this.
0: And that's that's very interesting. Do you re- do you remember what country was on top for bird counts?
1: Yeah, United States was uh, tops, followed by uh, India. And uh, all this stuff is really cool. I, I mean, the, the website is neat. Even if you're not a, a bird enthusiast, you just go to birdcount, all one word, dot org. And also another one, ebird.org, e-b-i-r-d dot org. And, you know, it's really neat to see where checklists are coming in. So I just, before going on the air and with you, I, I checked, and there were over 18,000 checklists submitted today around the world. So again, a shout out to Birds Canada. They lead this effort here in this country. Uh, you know Audubon Society and the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. The whole idea is to get people out and if people are tracking these birds, hopefully they'll care more about nature. And the more you, you pay attention to nature and what's going on, maybe we'll we'll feel strongly about the need to preserve more of these areas for birds.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and interesting, I, I just pulled up that website too. It is pretty fascinating. You can watch it as as, as checklists are coming in and, and as people are participating. Um, do, so do people generally do, as you said, you could sign up. you can sign up for fifteen minute windows. Do people do generally do a fifteen minute window? Or I would think if somebody's that passionate about it, they might do a few windows over the course of the weekend
1: that's right it's, it's up to the individual but it's uh, at least 15 minutes and do it at different times during the day or or over the four days and the reason for nature conservancy of canada uh our work and you know we've been working in bc for for many many years and and what we do is we protect areas for bird populations and try to restore these areas back to their natural state so that these birds have a habitat the the, the big uh Thing that, that's transpired since 1970, Jill, is that in Canada and the United States we've lost three billion birds. Three billion birds is a lot, and that's the uh, a demonstration of how populations have declined a lot. So, uh, one of the key drivers of that is habitat loss and climate change. And so, by preserving areas uh, that birds really need to nest and feed and survive you're giving them a fighting chance to recover. So the nature conservancy of Canada is setting aside areas in BC, uh, you know, restoring them or buying the land or accepting land donations to ideally have these areas as conservation areas, uh, for, uh, for various bird populations.
0: Uh, that does seem like a lot. And as you said, off the top, they can be an indicator of how healthy of an environment is. And certainly we can learn from them.
1: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a, a, a neat thing to go out with uh, this time of year with a nice toque and boots and a jacket and get some fresh air. And, you know, if you have snow on the ground like where I live, uh, bring the kids out in a toboggan and, and, uh, and, and get out and, and get some fresh air and, and uh, take it in. And it's just something to do. And, and, and what I mean by that is just citizen science is really important. And any ways that we can have more Canadians involved in activities such as this and reporting uh, nature sightings, it's it's quite helpful. And, uh, you know, the more people that feel strongly about nature and the need to protect it, uh, the better off we are. Because we're, here in Canada, we're not making more land, so we need to protect a little bit more of what we have.
0: And when we talk about birds, the types of birds, is it all birds that are being counted?
1: Yes, absolutely. Like, whatever, like, uh, various bird species uh, are are being counted. Uh, You know, so far, like I said, there was over, when I checked it earlier, there was uh, individual birds. There was, you know, I think over 13,748,000 individual Mm -hmm. birds. And But the number of birds, you know, the, the, the different species, it was over 5,800. So there's a checklist on this website on, on birdcount.org where people can download the checklist. And that gives people a sense as to what birds you, you may see in these areas.
0: And does it give us a, a better idea, to, uh, idea, too, about migratory patterns and if those patterns are changing?
1: It can. I mean, some birds get, uh, are a bit of a surprise, or they're vagrants. Or they're knocked off uh, stride, if you will, because of storms and this type of thing. But but it is. It's it's helpful to see uh, what birds do migrate. I mean, in, in some cases, they don't get to the Carolinas, or they don't get to South America. They try to hack our tough winter climate, and we're lucky. We can you know, add extra layers and, and put on long johns, and they can't. So uh, it is a great way to sort of get out and, and, and take part, but also see what birds try to hack our, our tough winter climate.
0: Absolutely. I noticed on the website as well, there's a photo contest. I'm guessing it's not mandatory that you photograph all of the birds, but people certainly take part in that as well.
1: That's right, and, and that's an idea. If you've got a, a really nice uh, uh, you know, camera and, and you're close enough to, to do that, you can upload photos, so it's another... Uh, uh, option as well and uh, but not uh, but just by and large it's just a, an effort to help track bird populations around the world and here in canada you know we have a lot of birds that try to hang out here through the winter they don't migrate uh, to your earlier question and so uh, they rely on our coastal areas and in and different areas and, you know they need we think about feeding birds other times of the year but we don't necessarily think of it in the winter so that's why the backyard uh, bird feeders are really important to provide you know uh, a food source through the winter and even as we've talked about before making your backyards more more bird friendly like recycling your christmas tree in the backyard if at all possible if you have room in your backyard to throw it out there or tie it to your deck uh those birds can use that as a source of warmth over the, over the winter months. And, and some people do that, too. They, they put out their Christmas wreaths, put it out in the backyard, either you stand it up or lay it up against another tree or tie it to your deck. That can be a source of warmth for at least three or four months over the winter to help birds out.
0: All right. Great advice. And I know a lot of people taking part this weekend. Andrew, thanks so much for your time. Appreciate it.
1: Uh, my pleasure. Thank you, John.